0: I shall see forgive me amen it's good to be in the house of the lord one more time we thank and praise god for everybody that's here we thank and praise god for everything that has been done up to this point because god has been here and we thank and praise god i don't know about nobody else but i have felt the spirit I feel good. I thank God for this Resurrection Sunday. I thank God that he sent his son to die on the cross for us. I thank Jesus for giving up his life because you need to understand that man did not take Jesus's life. You know, man can take man's life and we hear all the time about somebody killing somebody else. But when Jesus hung up on the cross, over those two thousand of years ago when he hung up on that cross he could have stayed alive as long as he wanted to so I thank Jesus for giving up his life because he committed his spirit he let his life go he allowed death to come upon his body so they could lay him in the grave so on the third day he could get up with all power in his hands so i thank god for the things that have taken place i thank god for his blessing i thank god for each one of you that's here today because we know that there is something else somewhere else that you could have been today but god laid it on your heart to be here so we thank you We thank you that I think some of us got to get on the road between tonight and tomorrow. So we thank you because you could have stayed in the bed and said, I need to rest because I got to get on the road. We say thank you. We say thank you because you decided to come into the house of the Lord one more time. So we do not consider it, we we don't look at it as a happenstance thing. God laid it on your heart to be here, and we say thank you. Um, from our bishop, I know Peggy, Peggy, has Peggy been here before? Okay, so from from our bishop, for our, our first time visitor, I ain't gonna make you come up, he would be like, y'all just, so that is from the bishop, he's been trying to give somebody a little token to say thank you, and Hopefully Antonius came past and there was something in the box for you. We thank and praise God for everything that has taken place. Now, I want you all to pray with me as we go into the word because sometimes you you study and sometimes you look at things and you really don't know how things are going to turn out. But if God is in it, it's going to turn out all right. Everybody agree with that? So we're going to go to the Word of God, and I'm going to ask you all to repeat after me. Say, Lord, help us to see and understand. Let's say, Lord, help me to see and understand. We're going to come from Luke, the 24th chapter, verses 1 through 8. And then we're going to go and complete the last few verses of John 20 verses 19 through 23. And the topic for today's message is, Lord, help us to see and to understand. And as we look at this 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 day this day is a day that we as the body of Christ we that know who God is and even somebody that may be here that truly does not have a full understanding of who God is we want you to see and understand just what God has done what Jesus has done for us and we are in such a good place as the body of Christ because we have the Word of God that we can go to that will quicken our spirit we have the Word of God that we can go to we have messages that we can listen to we have books that we can read that will help us understand back then all those that time ago they didn't have all of the um, resources that we have so if it's something that you really want to understand one you can always ask the Spirit of God to reveal it to you to help you understand two You can listen to scripture. You can listen to pastors and teachers teach the word of God. You can listen to books. There's so many different things that we can do to help us understand, to help us be able to see just what Jesus did for us and how unworthy we were and how undeserving he didn't deserve anything that he went through. But he loved us so much. So we're going to go to Luke, the 24th chapter, verses 1 through 8. First of all, Lord, help us to see and understand. Now Luke, now upon the first day of the week, I ain't pray father in the name of jesus lord we come before you right now dear heavenly father and we ask you dear god to lord decrease me dear god that i dear heavenly father that you will increase dear heavenly father lord for what i have dear god are mere words dear god real highlights dear god of what is in your word dear god but lord without your anointing without your spirit dear heavenly father it doesn't mean anything so lord i ask you dear god to be with me dear god as i break this word to your people oh dear god help us lord to understand help us dear god to see just what you did for us and and how you had it all you had a plan dear God and we just want to say thank you dear God dear Heavenly Father bless the ears that are going to hear dear God not only the ears that were here today but dear God the ears that were here in the times to come dear God that they will see and understand dear God what it is that you have done for us dear God you did it for us because you loved us we say thank you you stood on the cross you hung on the cross because you loved us we know that you could have called 10,000 angels we know that you did not have to give up your life we know that all of these things took place because it was in the plan and we thank you that now we have we are victorious we are victorious over sin thank you right now to heavenly father that we can come to you thank you Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, bless, dear God, that this word, dear Heavenly Father, will touch the hearts and the minds of the people, dear God, that will hear it. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen, amen. Luke, the the 24th chapter. And we're going to start with verse 1. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came, into to the sepulchre, bringing the, spice, the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. It came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout. Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments and as they were afraid and bowed and as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth they said to them why do you seek the living among the dead he is not here but is risen remember how he spoke unto you when he was yet in galilee saying the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men And be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. When we look at this, Luke, the 24th chapter, we see the women got up. And early in the morning, it's so good sometimes to get up early in the morning to meet our Savior and the Lord. They got up early in the morning to take some spices. And they wanted to make sure that the body was prepared. And and the women went to go and visit the grave. But something happened. The sepulcher was rolled away. And they entered, and they didn't find Jesus' body. And so they were perplexed. In some versions of the Bible, it said that they were afraid. Even to Mary wanted to ask the guard that was there in the version, I think in, in John's version, Mary wanted to know, ask the guard, if you took his body somewhere, where did you take him just tell me where did you take his body so we can go and do what needs to be done for his body even Mary Mary didn't even understand what had happened they were perplexed they didn't understand. and and so you have these men in these shining garments they were angels that were standing there or stayed there to meet Whoever was going to come, they were afraid and they bowed down their faces and they said, Why do you seek? Why are you seeking the living among the dead? What did Jesus tell you that on the third day he's going to rise again? So woman, what you here for? Why are you here? Why did you decide to get up this morning and look for him on this third day when he's already told you? Why are you looking for the living among the dead? This question is a rebuke to the question. They were seeking to honor a dead Savior, a Savior who was, all, all other, um, who was as all other men, frail and powerless. How are you going to come and, and, and visit the Savior, our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, and he's supposed to be dead? A dead man has no power. Dead men have no power. Once you're dead, you're done. It's it. It's nothing It's nothing else that you can do. So why are you coming here looking for a living Savior? Why are you looking for a dead Savior when you should be seeking a, 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 a Savior that is now uh, alive and well? Their whole beings, their thoughts and feelings and behaviors were focused upon the dead Savior. That's all they were. Where did you take the body? And John said, where did you take the body? Just tell me, sir. Where did you take the body? They were living just as the world lives. Strangers from the covenant of the promises, having no hope and without God. When, When people are in the world, they don't have no hope. They don't know who God is. That's why you get people that are killing themselves. That's why you get people that are strung out on drugs because they have no hope. They don't recognize that an alcohol bottle is not going to give me what I need. They don't understand that me smoking weed or, or smoking crack or doing the other things that the world decides to do, that's where they see their hope. But when we know who God is, our hope is in Jesus. We got a living Savior. So whatever problem that we may be having, whether whether it be financial, whether it be health problem, whether it be physical, whatever the problem is, I know a savior that is living, that is able to do whatever needs to be done. My hope is in Jesus. And so we as the children of God got to let people know that there is hope, but you got to find hope in the right person. You got to find your hope in Jesus. You got to find your hope in the word of God, going to the word of God, knowing that your problems, the problems that you're going through, the trials that you're facing, there is no trial that is too big for him. There is no situation that, is, that he cannot solve. There is nothing that God cannot do for you if you put your hope in him. The angel proclaimed the glorious news. He was not here, but risen. The women could see and did see the fact that he wasn't It They saw that. That he's not here but nothing came to their mind they didn't think about well he did say that he was gonna rise, rise on the third day but I'm not thinking about that because all I know right now is I came to put these spices on his body and his body is not there what did you do with my Lord's body the fact was clearly evident Jesus was not in the tomb he had been there for the women had seen him there they went When they buried him, they went to make sure they saw they had the the guards at the tomb to make sure that nobody came to take him out of there. So they knew that's where he was. They witnessed his death. They witnessed his burial, but he was no longer in the tomb. Where is my Lord? Where is he? He is risen Startling, unbelievable words. they hard for them to understand that he's not here. He's not here. And if we look at Luke 9, 22, he said, The Son of Man must suffer many things. The leaders and the righteous leaders and the teachers of the law will have nothing to do with him. He must be killed and be raised from the dead three days later. He told them that. He prophesied that. He said it. If you look in the word of God, he said it a number of times in different ways, that he was going to lose his life, that he was going to die. But something, something about when people tell you something, you don't listen. You don't listen. You don't see. Jesus was telling them all along what was going to happen all the way up to the time of it taking place. But it's something about when you don't pay attention. The angel reminded the women that Jesus had foretold his death and resurrection. They remembered his words. The followers of Jesus had always been confused about the prophecy of his death and resurrection. Are we confused today? The people that walk with him. Can you imagine walking with the word? And the word, because Jesus is the word, they are walking with him. They are talking to him. They are communing with him. They are having supper with him. They are traveling with him. And all of this, the son of man is telling the people what is going to happen. Imagine hearing the word constantly hearing him say what is going to happen consistently hearing him tell them this is going to take place and in that I'm going to be put to death and they not listening they're not hearing sometimes we say things to our children and they're there they hear you but they're not receiving anything that you are saying. And that is what was happening to the people that was with Jesus. They heard him talking, but they were not with him. They were, it was not resonating. Has anybody ever been in that situation? Somebody telling you something? And it just, it just ain't, it's just not resonating. I'm just not understanding. I don't understand what you're saying. I'm not telling you that. I'm saying, okay, uh-huh, I know. But it's not something, it's just not clicking. And it was not clicking in their minds. The angel reminded them. He said, he is not here. Remember how he spake unto you when he was in Galilee? Do you remember? Do you remember what he said? Saying the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men. It, it, it's not something that it must happen. I'm going to, the son of man, that's me. I'm going to be delivered into to the hands of sinful men, people that don't do right. And, and I'm going to be crucified. And on the third day, I'm going to rise again. Then, then they remembered his words. Lord, help us to see and help us to understand. We need to see and understand as the body of Christ what the word of God is saying and the power that the word of God has. So when we go through things, we can go to the word of God and we can put our faith in what the word of God is saying. If, if, if they were listening to what God was said to what Jesus was saying all along, it wouldn't have been as bad. It wouldn't have been as bad. If they had have been listening, they would have stayed in the bed a little bit longer. They could, have, they could have rested they had to get up because they would have been they would have been sitting in their bed and they would have been saying mm, it's the third day Jesus said he was going to get up <laughs> I ain't going to that tomb yeah yeah but they didn't say that they, they were afraid they thought of his body then they remembered Lord help us to see help us to understand. We've got to understand the word of God to the point that when we go through situations, when we go through certain circumstances, that we know that God is in control and he's going to work things out. God is in control and he is going to work things out. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now we're going to go to John. We're going to go to John, the 20th chapter. And we're going to start at verse 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, there the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. Came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. Now, here we have disciples. It was 11 of them now. Because Judas had killed himself. So you got on the first day, time had gone. So we're talking about in the evening. They are locked up in the house. Why? Because they are afraid that somebody is going to come and get them because they were followers of Jesus. When the doors were shut, the disciples were assembled because they were in fear. And who appeared? This shut, locked door jesus appears and in the midst of them and he says peace be unto you the first thing jesus did was to give them peace so they would know that i am with you peace be unto him i want you to note that this was sunday the very day that jesus was arisen and it was nighttime so he had already seen the women. He had already seen some other people that was walking. Um, they were walking in um, down the road in Arimathea. They were in Aramis. They were walking down the road, and he had seen. And Peter and John had gone into the tomb, and they also had saw that the linen was still in the tomb. Jesus got up because they wrapped him up in the linen. They wrapped his head up in linen and cloth, they wrapped his body up in cloth and nothing was there but the cloth. Jesus's body was gone. So the buds had already been gone because we found out in Sunday school today that they sent the women to tell the message. So the women started telling the message that Peter and John was able to say, we saw the linen in the tomb. And now there's something, his body wasn't there. So here you have his disciples. So he used the simple, the, he used this day to say, peace be unto you. A greeting that's familiar to the disciples, so that would help them to be at ease. It's, it's good when somebody comes and say, peace to you. I mean you no know, harm, I mean peace, I, I want to be peaceful. We're going to be peaceful in this time. Peace be unto you, that lets them know. He spoke just as he would speak to them any other time, in any other situation. They, he wanted them to know this is not a vision. This is not a vision. This is not your imagination. Your imagination is not messing with you. It is me. Peace be unto you. I am here. I am here. He showed them the wound. He showed them the, 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 the piercing in his hand. He showed them the piercing, that, the, the nail prints that was in his feet. They were able to see the wound of the, the piercing of the sword that went through his side. All of those things were there. But can, can you imagine? The Bible lets you know that they beat Jesus to the point where you couldn't, uh, you couldn't tell what he looked like. But they could see him. So even to his face was back up his body was fixed back up they could see the the nail prints in his hand and in his feet so they would know this is not a vision this is our lord and savior that is here standing before us so they were allowed to see the wound they were able to see that it it was not just a vision this was my lord and my savior this is his body the body of our wonderful lord just to be able to see that your body your body the the body that they put in the tomb now is standing before us we see jesus on this third day and we say thank you thank you lord so, so his body is now standing he is standing before his disciples the disciples was uh, uh it was unheader they had such an unbelievable type of joy. Why did they have unbelievable type of joy? Because they was in the same situation as the women were. They didn't really think about what was being said. And when he had said, when he had said so, let me get it right. and when he had so said, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the, the disciples were glad. When they saw the Lord. They were happy. Lord we see you. Lord you are back. Lord you did. You did come back. Then said Jesus to them again. Peace be unto you. As my father has sent me. Even so I send you. The father sent the son. There was a purpose. For everything that took place. And when you know that there is a purpose for everything to take place, you will learn that whatever it is that you got to go through, you're gonna go through in the name of the Lord. There's a purpose for everything. And 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 I said, and I said it on Friday when we had the last seventh saying. There was a purpose for Jesus. And the purpose was written all the way back in Genesis when he talked about that he was gonna bruise the head of Satan all the way back in Genesis the purpose and the plan for Jesus is for Jesus to live and to die and to come back again on the third day all of that was a purpose that was a plan that God had so when we look at the things that we're going through we got to realize as the people of God that there's a purpose there's a plan there's a reason why you're going through what you're going through. Don't think you're going through what you're going through for happenstance. You're going through so God can get the glory. So he said to them, peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, even so I send you. So if the father sent the son to die on the cross for the sins, I want y'all to understand. Lord, help us to see and understand that here we had this man, Jesus. Who lived some 33 years? In the 33 years of him living, he never sinned. No man can say that. Nobody can say that I ain't never sinned. We have all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. And so, when you know that you had this man, that sinful man, put him on the cross. He bore the sins of the world. He bore all of our sins. He never did anything wrong. We got to realize who we serve. We got to see how much we need to do the work that God has called us to do the father sent the son so the son could die so he could live a life in front of us so we would have an example we would know how we need to treat people when they don't treat us right we would know how to how to handle people when they say all manner of evil against us we will know how to handle people when they when they talk about us when they scandalize our name when they lie on us. We got to know how to deal with those people. How are we going to know how to deal with those people? We know because Jesus dealt with people lying on him, saying all manner of evil against him. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He fed 5,000 plus. And then, then you put him on the cross and he bore all of our sins. That was the purpose of Jesus coming to this earth the father has sent me i've done what i'm supposed to do i have allowed my life to be taken i have given up my life because that's what he did he gave up his life and now on the third day i have come back from death i have victory over death i have done everything that god has called me to do and even so i send you the disciples know their spirit and their attitude was charged with joy in the transforming and seeing this point uh uh and i i i i'm always I'm, scared i'm i'm locked up in the house and i'm concerned about somebody coming to get me and now i am seeing my lord and my savior that this, that god is the way god is the truth and god is the life that everything that jesus has been telling me i didn't see it before I didn't see it before, they didn't see it. They didn't see it and they didn't see and they didn't understand. Sometimes we go through things and we don't understand. We don't see why we go through things, but you're going through it for God's glory. The word was literally true. He had meant exactly what he had said. He, They knew now when he had said that he was going to die, that he meant he was really gonna die. When he said, he said, I'm gonna die. They said, lord you really meant you was gonna die you ain't just saying you know killing me you know sometimes we we have um we have little things little sayings that we say you killing me you killing me you know you should be saying should be saying that because the power that life is in the, their tongue but there's, there's different things that we just say but lord when you said you were gonna die you really meant you was gonna die And when you said that you was going to come back on the third day, you really meant you was going to come back on the third day. When he said that he was going to rise, he really meant that he was going to rise. He was standing before them, revealing the most glorious truth of all universe. Man could now conquer sin and death and live forever. Do you all understand? You need to see that you can conquer sin. Sin don't have no control if you allow God to take over your life. We can conquer sin. We can conquer death. Because what happens if you know who God is? What happens to you when you die? If you know who God is, you sleep. You sleep. You go to sleep. And you go to heaven. It's a difference for people that don't know Christ and people that do know Christ. Because when you know Christ you do not die you sleep away and you leave it is different we can conquer death why because we will live in eternity with the lord that is a glorious thing to know that is wonderful to know you got to know you got to see And you have to understand, Lord, help us to see. Help us, Lord, to understand what it is. They now saw and they understood. When you see something and you understood, you walk differently. When you see and you know, you walk differently. You don't walk with your head hung down when you know who you are in Christ. You see and you know the, the disciples finally understood that Jesus had meant exactly what he was saying. It was the most glorious news in all the world. For man could now live beyond a few short years in an earthly kingdom. Man could live in the very presence of God forever. Can we imagine living in the presence of God? Living in his presence living in the presence of God forever, that sin and death and hell has now been conquered. Because Jesus rose, because we celebrate this Resurrection Sunday, we now have the victory over sin and death. We got to see that, we got to see that. There's no situation that God can't bring us out of. There's nothing, there is nothing. We got to know who we are in Christ. He told them of his prophecy. He said, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. As the Father knoweth me, even so knoweth I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. He laid his life down for us. We are his sheep. He laid his life down. He loved us. Sometimes people don't think that anybody loves them. Nobody loves me. My my parents don't love me My family don't love me Don't nobody love me But I'm here to tell you Jesus loves you Jesus loves you so much That he gave his life You are the sheep And he gave his life for you Little children Yet for yet a little while I am with you He told them I'm only going to be here for a little while He told them that Ye shall seek me, and I said unto the Jews, Whether I go, you cannot go. They couldn't go with him. They could not do what Jesus did. So when the other two thieves were on the cross on the side of him, both of them died. And on the third day, they stayed dead. Nobody could do what Jesus did. Nobody could do it. Adam and Eve couldn't do it adam couldn't do it so he had to send jesus the only one that could live here and not sin, the only lamb that would go and you could slaughter him and it would be a pure crucifixion a pure death because he never sinned. you know we walk out the door we walk out the door and, and, and we say lord i'm not gonna sin With the Holy I ain't going to sin no more I ain't going to sin no more Sin, sin, I got I got victory Over sin, I got victory Over sin, but what is it? You hear me We're going to sin But what is it that we need to do When we sin? We need to pray and ask God to forgive us For our sin, because we're going to sin But Jesus The Lamb of God He didn't sin And he gave up his life although jesus spoke about his death to those around him him walking with him did they did not see i want to be able to see what god is showing and i want everybody else to be able to see what god is showing us what is god showing you as you walk this journey? What is God showing you as you try to live the life that God would have you to live? He prophesied about his death and his resurrection. Therefore, does my father love me because I lay down my life and that I might take it up again? Nobody else is able to lay down their life And take it up again. The only one that could lay his life down. And take it up again. Was Jesus. He got up. And he rose with all power. But no other man. No other man can do that. And we have to give him glory. We have to give him thanks. We have to honor him. We have to praise him. We have to lift him up. We have to magnify and glorify his name. Because he is the only one that could have done that. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, you will be also. He's prepared a place for us up in heaven. He's preparing this place for us. He went, so he came. So we would be able to live in life more abundantly. Jesus told him, My Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive the Holy Ghost. Unless a person is reconciled by Christ, by God, by Christ, unless he is really made peace with God, he cannot represent God in the world. Jesus came so he could leave the Holy Spirit with us. And he breathed the Holy Spirit on the disciples. What is the Holy Spirit? The third part of the Trinity. The one that leads us and guides us. The one that speaks to us. The Holy Spirit speaks to us in a soft, still voice. The holy spirit tells us and we have to know when the holy spirit is speaking and, and it's something that we have to constantly be aware of and really practice to listen and hear the holy spirit speaking we have to we we the disciples was sent the very same message as christ christ god sent his son For a purpose. God sent Christ on a specific mission, and now Christ sends his disciples. Christ sends us on a specific mission. What is our mission? Our mission is to tell people about Christ. Our mission is. To witness to somebody about how he raised, came up from the dead. How the God that I serve, my Jesus, never sinned. He lived for some thirty-three years and never sinned. He never did anybody wrong. He always tried to give love. He always spoke peacefully to people, even to those that were trying to trip him up, those that were trying to mess him up. That's the Jesus that I know. That's what he did, and he gave him. His life. Who did he give his life for, for you, for me, for everybody? Jesus gave his life for each one of us. It is our mission. It is our job that once we see and once we understand what Jesus did to be able to tell somebody, to be able to let people know that he saves and his blood washes whiter than snow. Is it an easy thing? No, it's not an easy thing. But once you make up in your mind that you want to live for Christ, God, God will be with you and he will help you, but you got to have a made up mind. For God sent his son unto the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. We do not come to condemn the world, but we come to let the world know that there is a better way. And the better way is with Jesus. We cannot make people feel bad because they sin, but we got to let them know that your sin, you can be delivered from the sin that you committed if you give your heart to God. He says, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He came so our life could be good. He came so our life could be abundant. He came so we could be free. Even when we're going, we going through, we can still be free because we know who God is. If you, you can have a life that is abundant, you can have a life that is peaceful, we can have a life that is good. The disciples is sent forth to proclaim and bear witness of the salvation of god the disciples is the prophet and witness of the living lord we are the disciples for christ he has commissioned us he has called us To go out and after we see after we know after we understand we got to be able to let somebody know of the goodness of god that christ is the way the disciples point the way we need to point people in the right direction don't point people in the wrong direction we need to let people know that the best way is christ's way no it ain't hard it's not hard to live for christ it is not difficult to live for christ you just got to have a made up mind Christ is the truth. The disciples proclaim the truth. We've got to proclaim the truth in this world. We've got to proclaim. We've got to pray. We've got to ask God, Lord, show us how to be witnesses to people. Lord, show us how to talk to people, and it's difficult to talk. Show, give us the words to help them understand. Sometimes, Lord, they may walk away upset, but dear Heavenly Father, let the words, dear God, that come out of our mouth be seasoned. Let the words that come out of our, out of our mouths, dear Heavenly Father, be something that's going to touch their hearts prick their hearts. thats going to make them think, I want the things that I say to prick somebody's heart to make them decide that maybe I need to give Christ an opportunity. Maybe I need to try him. We are the messengers under the authority of Christ. And that's what you need to see, that you are a messenger under the authority of Christ to let somebody know where he has brought you from how he has blessed you, how he has kept you. I might not have everything that I desire to have, but God has surely kept me. I might not be where I want to be, but God has kept me. I might not be living even in the way that God would have me to live, but God has kept me. God keeps us even in our mess. God keep us even in our mess. And so, if you know that God keeps you in your mess, shouldn't that make you want to live a little bit better every day? You ought, to make, you ought to want to live a little bit better every day. Now, when the ambassadors are for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead be reconciled to God. For he had made him to be sin for us. He, he became sin for us. He became sin for us. He didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve it. But we say, thank God. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did. For he has made us sin. He took on our sin. You have not chosen me, but I chose you. He chose us chose us and ordain you that you should go and bring forth fruit how many of us want to bring forth some fruit we want to be fruitful in the things that we do we want to be fruitful in the things that we say and that your fruit should remain that whosoever ye shall ask of in the father in my name he may give it to you we If you want to be fruitful, he'll make you fruitful. If you want to be a witness for him, if you want to be the messenger for him, he'll make you the messenger for him. He'll give you the words to say to people. Because he's called us. Jesus has done what he said he was going to do. Jesus came, he died, he rose again, and he left the Spirit. He left the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will teach us. Spirit will do what needs to be done, but we have to ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Jesus breathed on the disciples for the prophetic sign of the Spirit coming and the spiritual quickening of the disciples. It was both a symbolic and a spiritual preparation. Jesus was showing his followers that the Spirit is very special presence and power that is to indwell both believers and the church. We need to have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. We need to have the Holy Spirit dwelling and resting in the house of the Lord. We need to have the Holy Spirit teaching us and showing us. It gives us the power. The Holy Spirit, he gives us the power to be able to overcome. The Holy Spirit gives us the ability to be able to talk to somebody. The Holy Spirit gives us the ability to be able to intercede on the behalf of somebody in their situation. And we as the messengers of God, we as the disciples of God, we as the children of God have been ordered. We have been, uh, uh, um, what word do I want to use? we have been requisitioned or we have been told to go out and teach people go out go out and teach them go out and teach them what it is that they need to know what it is that people need to understand the spirit is with us christ breathes on each individual christ will breathe us and the Holy Spirit would dwell in us the Holy Spirit would teach us the Holy Spirit would let us know when to speak and when to close our mouths the Holy Spirit would tell us who to talk to and what words to say who to invite who who to pray for who to lay hands on we don't do a lot of laying hands but sometimes people need some immediate prayer now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us what kind of power is working in us the power of the holy spirit the holy spirit jesus came so we would have the holy spirit that was the only for him to die and and, and for him to come and and down and the cross and come back that was the only way that the holy spirit was going to be able to be left with us and so now everything everything is in order the holy spirit was to dwell into the corporate body dwell in the church as a whole in a very special way holy spirit dwell in us holy spirit dwell in this place holy spirit have your way in this place holy spirit we need you to a new thing in this place for now our Savior and Lord has gone and you have breathed, breathe your Holy Spirit, breathe your anointing breathe your power on your people dear God. Lord that we will do dear God what it is that you have called us to do. That we will say what it is that you have called us to say. That we will go where it is that you have told us to go. Lord that minds and hearts will be regulated hearts will be changed Dear god lord people will come into this place but they will not be the same why not because of any man not because of any woman but because of your holy spirit because of your power because of your anointing we thank and praise god for what he has done For he breathed the holy spirit on his people he breathed his holy spirit on the disciples he will breathe the Holy Spirit upon us, and the Holy Spirit will teach us, the Holy Spirit will show us, the Holy Spirit will quicken us, and we'll start doing some things that we never thought that we'd do, why, because of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we need you today, I'm going to ask you all to stand, Holy Spirit, have your way, Dwell in our hearts, Lord, and dwell in our minds, dear God. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us. We thank you, Jesus, for you have breathed the Holy Spirit upon our flesh. You let the Holy Spirit indwell our mind. Let the Holy Spirit indwell our body. Oh, Holy Spirit, you are welcome. You are welcome, Holy Spirit. You are welcome in this place. You are welcome in our hearts. You are welcome in our minds. We I welcome you, Holy Spirit, to come in. For this is the will. This is what you wanted. This is what you wanted, Lord Jesus, to be able to leave the Holy Spirit, that we will have power. That we will have power. We will have power over the enemy. We will have power over the sick. We will have power over disobedience. We will have the power that we need. And Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the anointing. We thank you, Lord, for power. We Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us. We thank you. Holy Spirit dwell in in, in our hearts. Holy Spirit dwell in our minds. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come in. Holy Spirit, have your way. We worship you today. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. You are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, come and dine with us. Holy Spirit, do a new thing in us. Holy Spirit, have your way, have your way, have your way. Have your way, Holy Spirit, have your way. Oh, we magnify, we glorify, we thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Holy Spirit do a new thing in us. Save somebody's soul. There's somebody that has come in. They won't go out the same. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Even to that couple that just left out of here, dear God. Change their mindset, dear God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. 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 When the Holy Spirit is in this place, everything can't stay in here everything can't stay in here because the power of the anointing is in this place we thank you holy spirit oh we thank you holy spirit hallelujah hallelujah lord jesus Hallelujah, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for leaving the Holy Spirit with us. Help us, dear Heavenly Father, to do your work and to do your will. Help us, dear Heavenly Father, oh dear God, to be your messengers. Help us, dear Heavenly Father, give us the words to say, oh dear God, there are people that we're praying for, people that we're talking to, dear God. Lord, that there'll be something that the Holy Spirit will give us to say that will prick their hearts, that will prick their minds, that will change them. Oh dear God, oh that when we walk into our homes, the atmosphere, because the Holy Spirit is with us, we say thank you. The atmosphere has to change on our jobs because the Holy Spirit is with us. Oh dear God, we thank you right now. The atmosphere, our bodies have to change because the Holy Spirit is with us. And we say thank you. We say thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for doing a new thing. I believe a new thing is being done. I believe a new thing is being done. I thank you right now. Thank you right now, dear God. Forgive us, dear Heavenly Father, when we fail to do what you tell us to do. Have mercy on us, dear God. Have mercy on us, dear God. Holy Spirit, speak. Speak to the hearts and the minds of your people. Change their hearts. Change their minds. Do a new thing in them. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. And we praise your name. Thank you for this Resurrection Sunday. Thank you for the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. And Lord, most of all, we thank you, Lord, for giving us the Holy Spirit. Have your way. Have your way. Heart to mind. Have your way, Lord. I worship you, dear God. I worship you, I thank you, dear God. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Anybody want prayer? Hallelujah. Before we end, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord.